You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Today I want to minister a message that is going to help everybody step into the new quality of life that God has planned and predestined for all of us from the beginning. The message is you now have God as your Father. And you may say to me, well, has he not always been my father? Why do you say now? Because faith acts now. Faith believes now and faith receives now. Maybe you had confidence a while back that God is your father, but you've started to doubt. Many people even here today, if you spend time with people in humility and sincerity of heart, you'll tell them. God loves you. God the Father has planned good things for you. God the Father is busy working out everything for you. With all confidence, you'll tell them the best is yet to come. Don't doubt. But as soon as you start talking about yourself, you have an orphan spirit. You think like an orphan. You think, I wonder if God really wants to do that for me. I wonder if God will really see me through. Am I talking to the right people here this morning? Raise your hand, let me see. Many feel as orphans. But God has not called you to be an orphan. I want to encourage you. The same time God the Father took to ponder and think upon a mother and a father for Jesus... He did in your case as well, because he's no respecter of person. You might say, well, you don't know my dad, you don't know my mom. And you're right, yes, the answer is yes, I don't. But you don't know the plans God had for your mother and your father. Maybe even if you don't know your dad, maybe you grew up without a father, I want to encourage you that Jesus Never had a biological father. You're on earth, yet he fulfilled his destiny. So even if you don't know your father, or even if you didn't have a good relationship with your father, you can still fulfill your destiny. Jesus came to this earth to demonstrate the love of God the Father to us. In this COVID time, we are facing so many challenges. The enemy wants you to doubt your sonship. But I'm here this morning to show you from Scripture, God loves you so much. I want to take time to read quite a bit from the Passion Translation. So if you don't have a Passion Translation, just follow on the overhead. And I want you to to go to Galatians 4 verse 1. In a similar way, God has promised our ancestors something better. But as long as an heir is a minor, he's not really much different than a servant. Although he's the master over all of them, for until the time appointed by the father, when he comes of age, the child is under domestic supervision of the guardians of the estate. So it is with us when we were juveniles, we were enslaved under the hostile spirits of the world. 
But when the era came to an end and the time of fulfillment had come, God sent his son born of a woman born under the written law. Yet all of this was so that we would redeem and set free all those held hostage to the written law so that we would receive our freedom and a full legal adoption as his children. Verse 6. And so that we would know for sure that we are his true children, God released the spirit of sonship into our hearts, moving us to cry out intimately, my father, you're our true father. Now we're no longer living like slaves under the law, but we enjoy being God's very own sons and daughters. And because we're his, we can access everything our father has for we are heirs of God through Jesus, the Messiah. Release the spirit of sonship. It's the spirit that enables us to naturally cry out, Abba, Father. It's only the true sons and daughters of God the Father that inherits the promises. Yes, there's the universal fatherhood of God where God is the father of everybody. The universal brotherhood of man, brotherhood. We are all made in God's image and likeness. But you have to be born again. You have to be clothed with his son to become a son of God. It's only sons and daughters, true sons, that inherit the promise. Number one, the, the promise of peace in your heart. Turn to the person next to you and say, you must be born again. Tell me and say, you must be born again. Many people have difficulty in identifying with God the Father because of their own fathers here on earth. Maybe you grew up having a wonderful relationship with your father, and that's a special grace. But fathers are not perfect. But I want to encourage you. The mom and dad that you have is what God had chosen for you. To build everything in you to be the best you. Our goal is not to be like our earthly parents. But we have an example in God the Father. Jesus died for us. Many of us, it's very easy to, to go to Jesus because he made the sacrifice. He paid the price in full. But Jesus said, I don't do anything unless I see my Father in heaven doing it. God the Father loved you so much, wanted you back in relationship with him that he was prepared to come to this earth to die for you and for me. But to demonstrate his love, he sent Jesus. Wow. The most important thing about you is not what culture you are born into, but that you are born from above. That you accept Christ's nature into your heart. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of John chapter 1. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. But those who embraced him and took hold of his name were given authority to become 
the children of God. He was not born by the joining of human parents or from natural means or by man's desire, but he was born of God. The New King James says, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. He has given us authority to become the true you, who you are really supposed to be. Made in God's image and likeness. What God values most about you is beyond human comprehension. Because in our hearts, we are made to be like God. It is our faith in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that's our connection with God. That disconnects us from the spirit of being an orphan and entering into a relationship where God calls you his son and his daughter. Why? Because he does not want you to be intimidated or ruled over by sin. Our fleshly desires want to pull us into different directions. What we see, what we hear, what we feel. But it's sons of God are led by the Spirit. Not what you see with your natural eyes. But what you believe what heaven has said about you. Turn to the person next to you say, believe heaven's report. God wants you to be born from above so that you can rule over these things. This is what God wants for you. Turn to the person next to you say, there's hope. Tell them again, say there's hope. Say, just hold on. Turn with me to Romans 8. I'm just busy laying a foundation. Verse 14. Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm no longer an orphan. I'm a son of the Most High God. I'm a daughter of the Most High God. Verse 14, the mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. Can you see the need to be born again? Can you see the need to pray every day, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh upon me? Touch my heart, change my heart, so that you can walk and respond upon the impulses of the Holy Spirit. Moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit, and you did not receive the spirit of religious duty, leading you back into the fear of never being good enough. But you've received the spirit of full acceptance, enfolding you into the family of God, and you will never feel orphaned. For as he rises up within us, our spirits join him in saying the words of tender affection, Beloved Father. For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being, you are God's beloved child. And since we are his true children, we qualify to share all his treasures. For indeed, we are heirs of God himself. And since we are joined to God, we also inherit all that he is and all that he has. We will experience being co-glorified with him, provided that we accept his sufferings as our own. You have a witness on the inside now saying, 
You are His beloved. How do we get to that place? The Bible says you have to accept the sacrifice. He who knew no sin became sin so that you can become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. When God is your Father, you are His beloved. Can I tell you something about true children of God? When you know that God loves you, when you make a mistake, you don't run from God. You run to God because you know He loves you. You know He's going to help you. He's going to see you through. Turn to the person next to you and say, run to Him. I love this. He doesn't just say acceptance. He says full acceptance. Many times people say, I just want to be God's favorite. Sometimes people say, I am God's favorite. Let, you, let me give you my version of that. There's only one favorite, and that's Jesus Christ. He's the beauty of heaven. He was God's favorite, his only begotten son. But as soon as you find yourself in Christ, you've now become his favorite. You've become his beloved. And everything God the Father is prepared to do for Jesus Christ is prepared to do it for you. Sometimes we look at our situation and we say, I don't know how it's going to change. You don't know where I come from. You don't know what they've labeled me. You don't know what they've said about me. Family, listen to me. Jabez. The day he was born, he caused his mother so much pain that they called him Jabez. Jabez means he who causes pain. Can you imagine your parents doing that to you? Can you imagine in this COVID time having a pain like that? Mommy, I just want to go play at Jabez's house. We've got enough challenges. Please just stay away from him who causes pain. We've got enough pain, enough challenges. Let me see your hand. But you know what the Bible says? The Bible says, Jabez called upon the God of Israel. And he said that you would indeed bless me. That you would enlarge my territory. That your hand would be with me. That you indeed would bless me. Change my situation. And he prayed something very interesting. That I will not cause pain. And God granted him his petition. I don't care what the world has labeled you. I don't know what people have called you. When you call upon the God of Israel and you allow him to become an integral part of your life by his very nature, he will start to change everything about you. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Not trials, not tribulations, not your name that you bear, not where you come from, not your culture. God loves you. He's whispering into your heart. You are my beloved. Go to 1 John 3. Let me just give you another reference. Because the love part, we always say Jesus loves you. God loves you. And people are very quick to say God loves you. You're his beloved. But when you have to believe it about yourself, you behave like an orphan. I wonder if God really loves me. If God really loves me, why am I going through what I'm going through? Let me see your hand if I'm talking to the right people here this morning. 1 John 3, this one. Look with wonder at the depth of the Father's marvelous love that He has lavished on us. 
He has called us and made us His very own beloved children. The reason the world doesn't recognize who we are is that they didn't recognize Him. Beloved, we are God's children right now. You have to believe right now that you are God's children. However, it is not yet apparent what will we become. But we do know that when it is finally made visible, we will be just like Him. For we will see Him as He truly is. It's important to see God how He truly is, a loving God. What is that that will become visible, made visible? When you accept Christ, the Bible says when the veil is taken away and one turns to the Lord, then everything starts to change. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And when we look into this Word, we'll see who we are. When you read this, you'll see that when you accept Christ, you've become a new quality of man. Who of you need some new quality in your life? New quality of man. Why? Because God loves you. What did the angel say when the angel appeared to, to, to Daniel? Greatly beloved. Greatly beloved. Turn to the person next to you and say, you are greatly beloved. Can you accept that? Can you accept that? Ephesians 2, I'm reading from the Amplified. I'm reading more scriptures this morning than what I'm preaching. Let the word minister to you. Amen. Ephesians 2 verse 13. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were so far away, through by in the blood of Christ have been brought near. For he is himself our peace, a bond of unity and harmony. He has made us both Jew and Gentile one body. It doesn't matter if you're South African or Nigerian, Ghanaian or from Zimbabwe, Italian or American. He's made us all. He has made us both Jew and Gentile one body and has broken down, destroyed, abolished the hostile dividing wall between us by abolishing in his own crucified flesh the enmity caused by the law with its decrees and ordinances which he annulled that he from the two might create in himself one new man, one new quality of humanity out of the two, so making peace. Wow. What is it that any father wants in his family between his children? Peace. Peace. Can your children just stop fighting? Stop arguing. I'm better. I'm stronger. I'm this. Peace. Acts 17. Go there quickly. Let me just show you quickly. Go to Acts 17. And he is made from one blood. Where's the life in the blood? John 1. Not made of blood, but born of God. And he is made from one blood, every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth, and he has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwelling. So God has decided what culture you should be, what nationality you should be, 
He's predetermined the boundaries where you should be. So if you're in Pretoria right now, it's because God loves you and he wants you to be here. It's the best place for you right now. Not one amen. Pretoria is a good place, amen. And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for him and find him. Though he is not far from each one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being, as also some of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. So from one blood, God has made all the nations. That's why if you need blood, you're not worried what nationality somebody, you just, just give me the blood, I need the blood. Why? Because there's life in the blood. But God said, this new quality man is not born of blood, but is born of God. Born of God. If we want a new quality of life in this nation, it starts from the inside out. Jesus dying on the cross, allowing us to become part of his nature, his ability. You now have God as your father. You become a new quality of man when you become a new creation. Allowing Christ to come into your heart to sanctify and justify you. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 teaches when somebody is in Christ, he's a new creation. What does the passion say? When you are enfolded in Christ, you've entirely become a new creation. That's why Paul says, I've been crucified with Christ, this old culture, this old nature of doing things. I'm laying it aside. and I'm living a new life, a new quality of life in the spirit where I've been born into Christ. Born of love, his ability, his nature on the inside of me. Go to 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Now, if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new creation. All that is related to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. And God has made all things new and reconciled us to himself and given us the ministry of reconciling others to God. In other words, it was through the anointed one that God was shepherding the world, not even keeping records of their transgressions. And he has entrusted to us the ministry of opening the door of reconciliation. Verse 20 says, we are ambassadors now of the anointed one. Wow. It says, I've given you this ministry where Christ came and died for us to be reconciled to God the Father. It says, now that you've received that power, now that you are born again, go and reconcile others. Open the door for them. Give them the opportunity so that they can accept Christ. When you have God as your father, do you know what that means? It simply means you've got all of heaven backing you. You can go with the full blessing of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and say to people, here is Christ. When you know you have God as your Father, you have confidence when you pray. James says that when we ask, we should ask with faith, not wavering, not doubting. When you ask for wisdom, he'll give you wisdom. But don't doubt. 
Because then you become like a wave in the ocean, this way and that way. When do we waver? When do we doubt? Is when you pray for a situation. Young people, you, you're praying for a spouse. Lord, give me the right one. Thank you that you are keeping that person, protecting that person, that will come at the right time. I wonder if God will ever send somebody to me. After you've prayed, trusting God, now you start speaking in the other direction. You're wavering. That's why you have to allow the Word of God to dominate your heart. When you believe that Jesus Christ has died on the cross for you to become a son of God, remember the death of the cross has become the basis for all answered prayer. So when you doubt, should not be. When we believe that Jesus has died for us, when you believe that you're a beloved, everything will change. This is divine faith. Prayer by divine faith. Faith that comes from the word of God. I'm going to be teaching on this divine faith. How does divine faith work? What's the working? What do I have to do? Let me tell you something. Faith, when faith is faith, it's a grace. The key is to know that you are his beloved. When you know that you are his beloved, Galatians teaches us that faith works through love. People don't have strong faith because they don't have strong love. We sit with a generation that's offended, that's bitter, that have so many unrealistic expectations. Now it gets very quiet. Pray by divine faith. Do you know what that means? It means I can talk to my father now without having a heart that's condemning me. Because I know whatever I've done wrong, Jesus has forgiven me. 1 John 3 says, if your heart condemns you, you don't have confidence towards your father. But God is greater than your heart. Don't miss the next few weeks. Turn to the person next to you and say, faith is something you have. Because God chooses grace rather than works. Tell them you have the right kind of faith because the love of God has been poured out in your heart. Let me not say more than that. I want to close. John 17. You have the responsibility and assignment as an ambassador of heaven, an ambassador of the Messiah, the anointed one, to reconcile people to God. When will people say that we are truly his disciples? By the love that we have for one another. I know there's some people that's really made you angry. Some people that's really offended you. But that's why we walk in the spirit. 
Because when you walk in the Spirit, the Spirit of love, not just to see His works, but to learn His ways, according to Galatians 5 verse 22, then as Christ has forgiven you, you can forgive them. Not your ability, His ability. John 17 verse 20, I'm reading from the Passion Translation. The heading says, Jesus prays for you. So the Bible teaches that Jesus is praying for you right now. And I ask not only for these disciples, but also for all those who will one day believe in me through their message. Jesus was praying for you 2,000 years ago. That when you go, that they will understand the message, that they will hear the message. I pray for them all to be joined together as one, even as you and I, Father, are joined together as one. I pray for them to become one with us so that the world will recognize that you sent me for the very glory you have given to me, I have given them, so that they will be joined together as one and experience the same unity that we enjoy. You live fully in me, and now I live fully in them, so that they may experience perfect unity, and the world will be convinced that you have sent me, for they will see that you love each one of them. What did Christ came to this earth to die to remove all enmity between us and God so that we can be baptized into one spirit, so that we can be one. The Bible teaches us don't touch God's glory. You may not touch his glory. Man was clothed with glory. From the beginning, God had predestined and planned glory for you. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Adam and Eve were clothed with the glory of God. Here Jesus said, Father, this glory that you have given me, that you have clothed me with, that you have given me, I'm giving it back to them. He said, a matter of fact, I am in them and they are in me and I'm in you. Do you know what that means, family? For people to separate you from God, they'll have to separate Jesus from the Father. And all that he asks of you, accept the sacrifice. When you accept what Jesus has done, you're accepting the love of the Father, you're accepting the goodness of the Father, and you become an heir of everything that heaven has got for you. Paul writes in Romans, if you read on Romans 8, says, if God did not withhold Jesus Christ from you, the beauty of heaven, his most precious gift, why will he withhold anything from you? That's why you have confidence to go to the throne. And whatever you ask, all fundamental problems Jesus Christ died on the cross for. You know the price has been paid in full, but don't waver when you ask. He says, I want you to know the love that God the Father has got for me as Jesus, that same love I've got for you. I'm in you, they in me. Father, I'm in you. So that the world can believe that you have sent us. How will people know that we are his disciples? By the love that we have for one another. Why can I love you? Because I've become a new quality of man. Even the disciples said to Jesus, why are you talking to this Samaritan woman? He said, you guys just wait. When you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, then you go to Jerusalem, to Samaria, and the ends of the world. It's because we are trying to attempt to do so many things in our own strength and our own ability instead of doing it in the power of the Holy Spirit. You've become a new quality of man. Yes, 
God is the Father of all of us. He's made everybody. But it's when you are born from above, you've become a new quality of man, where your spirit on the inside will be prompted. We will call and say, Abba, Father, you're my true Father. And he knows his sons because his true sons and true daughters are led by the Holy Spirit. Can you see why all of creation are waiting for the sons and daughters of God to be revealed? They want to see people walk in love where there's a world full of hate. They want to see that when people curse you, that you say, I've got the Spirit of God, I'm going to bless you. When people despitefully use you, that you can pray for them. Isn't that what Jesus was teaching? A new quality of life starts when you realize that you've become a new quality of person. All things have passed away and you've now received God's ability, God's strength on the inside of you. God the Father didn't just leave us to receive salvation, but he allowed the Holy Spirit to come and dwell on the inside of us so that we can show people a more excellent way. Be a better quality person because of Christ that lives on the inside of you. See you Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.